Hello and welcome in to a somber episode of Matt and the Mike. It's somber for more than one reason. Um, initially, it was just going to be the one, but some more news has happened tonight that we will get to later. Now into episode number 14, and back to sports after a week where I stepped out of my norm for a conspiracy theory episode. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, now back to sports. I'm, I'm going to start by taking you guys back to my childhood for a minute. I grew up in a very small town with a post office and a general store, a literal mom and pop place. It was called Ransom's, Sue and Bob were the owners, and the only ones that I ever saw working there. And, and this place to me was amazing. Granted, I'm, I'm very young at the time, but they know you when you come in, knew what you wanted, and it was just a special kind of service every time you went. Little did I know, as a small kid, that such a place was doomed and never had a chance to succeed because big big business wouldn't, wouldn't allow it. And loyalty only goes so far in this world. Which brings me to my own loyalty and a lot of, and a lot of yours. And while I say this is a somber episode, we've got nobody to blame but ourselves. Well, mostly anyway. Earlier this week, as I'm sure you all are aware of by now, the Alliance of American Football has suspended all operations. I bring up loyalty because initially I was an every game watcher, and week by week I started to fade away. Oh, I'll catch the next game. Till you know what? There is no next game. And here's the thing. The product on the field wasn't bad. But to me, a lot of it felt rushed. And here's the biggest reason I drifted away. And it's the same reason once I discovered KB Toys as a child, that the Ransom General Store wasn't quite as cool. And, and the reason for that is variety. Elite can only give you the same games over and over before you've just seen it enough. Now, viewership may not have been, you know, the deal breaker that forced the, the AAF to fold, but you need an audience. And I look, look, I know that the, the NFLPA uh, was, was kind of leaving them hanging by not allowing them to use practice squad players in their league. And new information has, has come out now that had said that the Alliance of American Football had been in talks with joining the XFL earlier on in the stages before it actually even launched. So, um, and that was turned down, I'm assuming by Vince McMahon, which saying that maybe all along was never going to succeed. So, but back to the NFLPA, you know, a lot goes into negotiating things like that. And the Alliance should have known that going in. And like, like I said, you know, I think they were in, they were in dire straits before it ever started. But here we go. As quickly as it roared in, they quickly faded out. Which, which brings me to, if I'm Vince McMahon, and I see what has come of this, you know, what can I do differently to ensure the XFL doesn't have the same untimely fate? First, you look at what you can take away from some things wrong, and the first thing is time. Now, if you guys remember... The first time XFL kicked off, it was rushed into existence, much like the Alliance of American Football was this time. And it failed. Now, it didn't just fail because it was rushed. 
it failed for a multitude of reasons, uh, one of which was that it may have just been ahead of its time. Uh, this time, and regardless of the state of wrestling these days, I didn't even watch WrestleMania, honestly, so... Um, it is on one of my TV right now, though, oddly enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, regardless of the state of wrestling these days, Vince is a smart businessman, and he's taking his time this time. The other thing is competing, and I, I'm not talking about player performance. I'm talking about taking on the big brother, the NFL. Even if you, even if you never beat them, because you probably never will, due to history, the ability to draft, the big-name players money, rivalries, etc. You must compete. That right there, competing, is one thing that that I hope Vince is ready for. Now, what I would love to see, since the Alliance could technically still make a comeback next season, would be to join forces with the XFL. Now, I know I had previously stated, and it's been out there now, that this had attempted to happen at one point. But Vince ultimately rejected that idea. Now, if the XFL starts to crumble, starts to fade away, looking much like the AAF, although Vince does have his own money, he doesn't need quite as much backing, but is he really going to sink sink it all into a, you know, into a thing that he's already failed at once but I would love to see them merge if at all possible you could that way you could do an NFC AFC kind of deal um, you'd at least get 16 teams I believe the XFL is going to have eight teams as well you could at least get 16 teams out of the deal and you know you could put up some conferences you know like I said in the alliance we sit there week after week and we watch the same teams go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and it got really repetitive. That's why, you know, I didn't feel compelled to watch every game because I had seen them before. And you don't have those rivalries like you do with, uh, you know, the Steelers-Cowboys or something like that. You know, you, you can't get the time in to do something like that. But if you pit the XFL against the Alliance, then maybe... Maybe you start to form at least a little bit of a rivalry, even though they're young. Um, but you know, but even though it didn't work out, it doesn't discourage me about the XFL. You know, and if if anything, I think that I'm more excited than ever. So that was somber. The alliance folds. We didn't get all the football we wanted, and we're still a couple months away from college football and pro football kicking back off. So. I think we can, I think we can all hang in there a little longer. The best time of the year, the NBA playoffs are kicking off. Um, March Madness just concluded. We'll get to that in a moment. But the NBA playoffs are kicking off. Dwayne Wade had his last game. Uh, what a phenomenal career for him. Um, and the Miami Heat were eliminated from the playoffs. I did have them sliding into the AC. A lot of that may have been. Just my love for Dwayne Wade and just winging a prayer that, that they would somehow pull it together and he could have one last little run there in the playoffs, even though they were probably weren't going to go very far. Uh, the East is a lot better than it has been. 
Uh, looks like the Milwaukee Bucks have finished up. We're going to finish up with the best record in the league. Um, I'm still liking the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Steph Curry went down with a with an ankle injury again tonight, so we're going to see what plays out with that. That could be a huge factor going forward if he's out for any length of time, especially with the way the Rockets are playing. and They broke a franchise record last night with 27 threes. Um, so things heating up around the NBA. The the Magic kind of kind of proved me wrong. I initially had them making it, and then I had a soft spot for Dwayne Wade. The Magic did get up in there. The Thunder have fallen completely off the face of the earth. They nearly slipped all the way out of the playoffs, um, which is going to get me. I'm just going to go right into it now. Uh, the other somber news that, that that I've got right before I kicked off the podcast. You know, it's 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 a little sad, but at the same time, like I'm I'm understanding it and I'm I really I'm a Laker fan, so it's a little sad for me. But Magic Johnson has stepped down as the president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers after two seasons and zero playoffs. Now, initially when Magic had taken the position, he said that he would step down if he couldn't right the ship, basically. Um, and that's what he's done. Now, the reasons that he's given out is that he couldn't be Magic Johnson in that position, which means, you know, he, he, he gets contacted by players and players want to work with Magic. They want him to mentor them and things of that nature. And he can't, he can't provide that anymore. Uh, he gets called for tampering and every little thing he does. So... He's basically in a lose-lose situation as the president of basketball operations. Now, what does this mean moving forward for the Lakers? I honestly have no idea. Because we've still got Rob Palenka, who kind of came in with Magic as a package deal, it seemed like. Now, I don't know if that means that Rob is on the way out also. Uh, Magic did mention in his speech as to why he had given up Uh and step down was that so he didn't want to have to change someone's lives I believe is how he said it tomorrow so look this is a story that is going to develop I'm sure a lot more throughout the week I think that there's definitely more to this than what he's putting on but I do understand where he's coming from if he's being genuine with what he's saying and I mean I have no reason to believe that he's not so Luke Walton could be on the chopping block as of early as tomorrow. Maybe he was didn't want to fire him. Maybe he did want to fire him and somebody was trying to get him to. I'm not sure exactly what the issue was going forward with that. But, man, is it just not a good time to be a Los Angeles Laker. You got LeBron James. You got enough room to sign another max player. But now how? How is that going to happen now? You know, you want to give him a lot of slack for for uh, getting rid of D'Angelo Russell, then fine. But D'Angelo Russell wasn't who he is now. He had gotten years, and he didn't do anything. Uh, he showed glimpses, but he didn't do anything. He had a couple games, but it never panned out in anything. And the team didn't gel with him there. So I don't blame Magic or whatever for trying to improve the team. 
uh, I did. The only one I didn't agree with was Julius Randle. I thought, you know, he he had a good spot there, but things don't work out. They did draft well, um, but now, but now you're in a situation where if you're a free agent, you're sitting there looking at the Lakers, thinking, why? What? What? A, what is my role in this team? LeBron comes there. Okay, first first off, you want to take it take it back even further. Uh, Mitch Kupchak and uh, Jerry and Bus they're gone. They they get let go because I mean they were horrid. I mean, not make Magic Johnson look like the best president of basketball operations that has ever lived. That's how bad they were at destroying that organization. So you bring in Robin. Uh, Magic and you got Luke in there after being through a couple coaches, and it's just and and I mean they do what they can do, they drafted well, they just didn't build a team that meshed well together. But at the same time, this team was also also the four seed in the West before LeBron got hurt. LeBron rushed himself back from injury; that was pretty obvious. Even though he was still playing great, he was definitely not one hundred percent. The team had a lot of injuries. I, I, I just think that it was a failed season, but I don't think it was it was all a magic. But if his real reason for stepping down was is that he couldn't be the type of guy that he wanted to be for the players around the league, then good for him. You know, if I mean if he's not in that position, <clears throat> being himself and being his best self, then he absolutely doesn't need to be in the position. So I'm. I'm okay with that if that's the reason that he stepped down. And uh, but yeah, moving forward for the Lakers, man, it's tough. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you got a lot that you can be grateful for at this moment, and you got a lot to build on. I mean, Kyle Kuzma is a great player. I think Brandon Ingram has the potential to be a great player. He was really, really coming into his own last year. LeBron James is obviously a great player. Um. I think JaVale McGee is a really good player. I think this guy has actually gotten a chance to show who he really is with this Laker team. I hope they bring him back. I would not mind to see Rondo back, a completely healthy Lonzo Ball. And, hey, look, you draft again, you're going to get a decently high draft pick. You draft again, you sign, maybe instead of a max guy, you sign two pretty good guys. You know, and you, you make this thing a real run at it, and you see what you can do. The Warriors are going to about to fall apart. Um, Kevin Durant's probably going to leave. Marcus Cousins may leave, you know, unless he demands a huge contract. I don't think Claire Steph, they're not going anywhere, but I mean, Draymond Green, you never know. So the Warriors dynasty, I think this is probably in their last year. Um, the Rockets kind of on that way up, but who knows what happens with Chris Paul after the year. Um, so I don't think the Rockets are destined uh, necessarily locked in, you know, for for the for the future. The Nuggets are probably going to be the best thing going forward, as young as they are. But I don't think the future is completely doom and gloom for the Lakers. They just they just got to have some consistency. You can't have you can't just have this revolving door of coaches and owners and GMs and and expect anything good to come out of it. You know, there's got to be a time where someone steps up and, and takes control of this team and, and does it the right way. 
But that's that's just going to be my little rant on the Los Angeles Lakers. And from the news of Magic Johnson stepping down as basketball operations president. And we'll see. Uh, plenty more, I'm sure, to, to go on, that, on this front. Uh, there's going to be a, a lot more news coming out. Uh, I'm sure in the, in the coming weeks and it's going to be a very, very interesting off season in the NBA. Um, but now if I can just turn my gears for one second, uh, that'd probably be my maybe last segment here of the show. Uh, the NCAA final four was this weekend and Texas tech by, um, you know, I, Look, Texas Tech made an unbelievable run. They got to the Final Four, and and then in the Final Four, they came up huge, got to the championship game against Virginia. Virginia had a couple things go right for them on the on their path to the to the championship game. But you want to talk about a redemption story? Now, people are going to come out here in the, out of the woodwork and say, "Yeah, it's it's a redemption story." The refs were on Virginia's side from day one, but you know what? They they came back. Look, this Virginia team was the first team in NCAA history to lose to a 16 seed last year when University of Maryland Baltimore County knocked them off. Not just knocked them off, but destroyed them in 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 the first game. Virginia was the one seed. Just destroyed them. A year later, Virginia are your NCAA tournament champions after knocking off Texas Tech. Like I said, they had a marvelous run. But from, you know, from the ashes they rise, like, that's about as good a story as you can get in, in March Madness, and that's what it's all about. You know, a team can can just get, get taken out by, you know, for lack of a better word, a nobody team that, you know, who heard about UMBC this year? What'd they do? You remember hearing one thing about them this year? Because I don't. And they come back this year, you know, hot and ready. They 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 roll through the tournament. And I will give it to myself. Now, I did fairly well. Last year I had, I believe, two of the Final Four, and I had the championship game correctly predicted and the winner. This year I got three of the Final Four right, and I got half the championship game right. The only problem with that was is that I had Michigan State beating Virginia in the championship. That did not happen. On my second bracket, I got on an Auburn kick, and man, they probably got a little screwed over there in the Virginia game. But hey, look, you can't get in the guy's space. I mean, by all accounts, it's a foul, so... It is what it is. Auburn were the hot team, and and then they took it. I had them in the Final Four. I felt really good about that. Texas Tech, I should have known. I rode them hard last year all the way to the Elite Eight, and they got me there, and I correctly predicted it, but they came back stronger this year. I did not see that coming completely. But, you know, that's what it's all about. March Madness getting three out of four and half the national championship game. I'll take it. It's a pretty solid year. We're going to try to build on that for next year. But congratulations to Virginia, um, coming from the bottom to the top, like they did, and and redeeming themselves. Uh, they they kind of were looked around. I thought they were looked upon as a team who were soft and who couldn't when the when the when their backs were against the wall that they they were they were going to give up and 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 not persevere. And they did. They really did.
So once again, congratulations to Virginia, the NCAA men's national championship team. Whew. So we got a lot of sports going on after a week off. Um, well, like I said, more to come, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. We're going to try to cover a little bit of spring base, spring baseball. Baseball's kicked off. Um, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, they have started out fairly slowly to start the season. We got um, – looking at some of the hot teams, I think the Dodgers are pretty hot right now. That was kind of to be expected, but it's so early. It's so early in the baseball season. It's hard to really wrap wrap your head around a team. You know, you got a really long way to go. Teams get hot at different times in baseball. So we're going to watch that play out. Definitely cover some of that. i am got my buddy Scott, who's uh, a better baseball guy than me, I would say. Uh, I've watched a lot more of it recently. Uh, maybe it's just getting older. I have no idea. But... Yeah, I've watched a lot more recently. I might have my buddy on here a couple times. We'll talk a little baseball. Um, also, you guys, look, look. I know a lot of you guys probably aren't huge hockey fans. Um, I'm a decently big hockey fan, uh, especially this time of year. The hockey playoffs are great. Um, the intensity level is like, like no other sport. Uh, so the NHL hockey playoffs kicking off. Be sure to catch those anywhere you can catch them. Whew. But I think that's going to wrap it up for me on this episode. I'm sure there's a lot more sports that I'm about to have to cover in the coming weeks. So, once again, for Matt and Mike, this is Matt signing off.